You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. I'm going to be a little bit of the same this week. I'm going to be recapping last week's college football picks, last week's NFL picks, which did pretty damn good last week um, compared to the week before. Also going to talk a little bit about this upcoming college basketball season. We're starting to learn more. We got more information every day about what's going on. I'm also going to talk a little bit about the World Series that's currently going on between the Rays and the Dodgers. Um, And then always get back into some college football news, some NFL news, as well as giving out picks for college football week eight and NFL week seven. So first up, um, last week's card, college football, we went 4-0, which is by far our best week in college football so far. We'd really been struggling with college football last week. We went, the week before we went uh, 0-3, so this was definitely needed. We start out on Friday night, we get BYU minus five at Houston. BYU looked great in this game, you know, they um, it wasn't a blowout the whole time, but they definitely took it uh, took away at the end, winning 43-26. to 26. Um, And yeah, they really looked good. Zach Wilson passed for over 400 yards and four touchdowns, leading them to victory. So that was just a good team win for a five, now 5-0 five BYU team that I, don't, I think they're 14 in the country, maybe something like that. You know, they're definitely trending up. It's going to be interesting to see if they make some noise, um, especially if they can stay undefeated come playoff time. We also got, next game we had was Kentucky plus six versus Tennessee. Tennessee was absolutely horrible in this game. Kentucky comes out firing, um, wins 34 to seven. Tennessee or Kentucky, they didn't even have an offensive possession past the 50 yard line until they were already up 14 to zero. So that just shows you how good Kentucky's defense was playing. Um, this is a huge win for a Kentucky team that for the most part has been overlooked in the SEC uh, in recent years. Um, and Tennessee just really never showed up for this game. You know, it's it looking like it's going to be a long road back to the top for Tennessee. Um, the next thing we had was Liberty minus three and a half versus Syracuse. Uh, Liberty went up to the Carrier Dome in this one, winning 38 to 21. Um, and this is definitely a huge booster for a still undefeated Liberty team, you know, getting a road win, even though it is Syracuse, getting a road win against the Power 5 team um, always helps, always makes your uh, record look a little bit better. Um, and yeah, Syracuse just, they looked like they had a little bit of a fight, you know, in the first few possessions, but after that, they were just showing nothing. And our final pick of uh, last weekend was Boston College versus Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech was minus 12 in that game. Boston College uh, lost 14, or Virginia Tech won 40 to 14. Um, and that improves Virginia Tech to 3-0, or 3-1 on the year. And Boston College, you know, after their overtime victory um, over Pitt uh, last week, they just weren't, they didn't stay hot. You know, they looked tired. They really weren't doing anything. And Virginia Tech gets that one. That wraps up the college football picks from last week, 4-0. Pretty damn good. Um, NFL not quite as good, uh, going one and two, so taking us to five and two on the weekend, which you know still a profitable weekend, but NFL could have been better. First game we had in the NFL was the Bears versus the Panthers. The Panthers were minus two and a half this in this game. Um, they ended up losing this game twenty three to sixteen. You know the Panthers had multiple late game chances to take this game into overtime. They had two, and they ended up turning the ball over on both. Um, and the Bears, you know. Sitting at five and one, who knows what the Bears are looking like? You know, they I don't think they're real, but you know, at five and one, it's it's getting harder and harder to argue against them. Um, they just keep winning games. That defense is looking like it's old defense, you know, just being able to stop everyone. So, yeah, I think they're gonna keep racking up the wins until someone can prove they can stop them. It'll be interesting to see what happens once they go and play the Packers. 
Um, we, next game we had on the card was Washington plus two and a half versus the Giants. Uh, Washington lost this game 19 to 20, but covered the two and a half point spread. Washington scored a late touchdown in this game uh, with under two minutes left. I don't remember exactly how much time and decided to go for two um, to win the game instead of tie the game, which definitely helped us. Um, I was like, happy when they went for two on that. Uh, and yeah, they gave us the cover. They missed the two point conversion. They lose by one, but we still cover the two and a half point spread. Um, and, you know, this game gets both these teams one step closer to that NFC East title. You know, they both have one win now, but, you know, there was still only one game out of first. So that'll be an interesting race. Um, in our last game of the day, we had the Packers minus two versus the Buccaneers. The Packers lost this game in tremendous fashion. Um, Buccaneers won 38 to 10. You know, the Packers looked good to start the game the first couple drives. You know, they went down the field and scored. But after that, they just never looked good. Uh, the Bucks put up 38 unanswered on them. And that was just a, just a lopsided victory all the way around. Um, so that loss wasn't the best. You know, it wasn't a great way to finish off the weekend slate. And it takes us to 5-2 and two on the weekend. But hey, still a more than profitable weekend. And I will take that any day of the week. Um, so moving on. College basketball news. College basketball, as of recording today, um, October 21st, Wednesday, College basketball tip-off is 35 days away. When you hear this on Thursday, it'll be 34 days away. And, you know, it's just college basketball is getting here. you got to start getting everything ready. I was working on um, the power rankings for this year's, uh, well, this year's college basketball power rankings this over the weekend. And one thing I noticed was coaching changes coming off of last season. You know, with the lack of a conference tournament, really, I mean, like half of them played, you know, some of them were started, but without that, without March Madness, we had far less coaches get fired um, going into this year. This year, 2020, going into 2021 season, 25 different coaching changes, which that number is actually up one more since yesterday, um, and it's actually 26, so we'll get into that here in a second, but 61 in 2020, uh, 56 in 2019, and 50 in 2018, so you know, it's almost double or every year except for this year has been at least double what it is this year so that'll be that'll be interesting to see how that um helps teams you know and teams that those 25 teams that do have new coaches um the only two power five teams are um uh wake forest losing danny manning and then penn state today lost pat chambers he stepped down as head coach um and jim uh fury will come in as the interim he was previously the head coach at duquesne so i don't know that the it's gonna be a huge hit or at Penn State um, losing him, but he, uh, he decided to step down to spend more time with his family. Um, and some other player moving news. Um, Silvio DeSosa is no longer a Kansas Jayhawk. He is transferring out of the program. Um, and, you know, that just brings up the whole K-State versus KU fight that we had last year. He picked up the chair. Um, yeah, and it's just it's crazy to think that that was just last season. It feels like that was forever ago. Um, another kind of decently sized news in college basketball, the UMass uh, men's basketball team will be serving a two-year probation uh, for giving out excess financial aid. I couldn't find too much more detail on this. I don't know what the probation completely entails, but I do know that um, UMass was paying a self-induced $5,000 fine, and I think the women's tennis team um, was also alleged in those allegations, or not allegations, but investigation, conclusion, whatever you want to call it. So they will be having a probation um, for whatever that means for UMass basketball, which that also raised the question. You know, it happened in 2017, and I get punishing the school, but it just sucks that the, the players that are there are going to be the ones that end up getting punished. Um, and just a little touch-up, you know, we talked about Greg Marshall at Wichita State last week. Um, just a little update. A couple of Winthrop players came out against him, so it's not his time in Wichita. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what um, Wichita State's going to decide to do there? 
But they do move on to him. A couple of decent guys that are still out there, and also one that could be looking at the Penn State job um, is John Beeline, um, formerly of Michigan and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think he would be a great fit uh, for not only for the Shockers, but or for, or for Penn State. I don't know that he would take. I don't know if he would take the Shockers job. I don't know if that's too small for him. Um, but also Travis DeCruz, uh, Montana. He, I think he would be. You know, he's led that team to two um, tournament appearances. You know, last year there was no tournament, but yeah, the last two tournaments he, you know, had his team there. Made them. They weren't looking bad. I think he could also be a guy who is looking to step up to a higher program. You know, Power Five or you know, Power Five extending. You know, with the the American and like the Big East and stuff there. Kind of just a Power Seven there. So I think he could be a guy, even if he's not looking at this job. Maybe at the end of the season looking at a job. But that about wraps it up for college basketball news. Um, yeah, just keep it up to date. I'm definitely looking forward to getting into college basketball picks this season. I think uh, I'm going to try to drop episodes once college basketball season. I think we're looking at hopefully dropping episodes on Monday or Tuesday and then again on Friday, Saturday, somewhere in there. You know, so you can hit both. And that also depends kind of on how scheduling is going to be this year. I know some of the smaller conferences are playing, you know, Thursday, Saturday. And if a lot of conferences end up doing that, that uh, that'll obviously impact um, but you just you can't drop college basketball too early because, you know, lines aren't really out. They're only really out the day of. So just kind of a thing to keep updated. Uh, moving on to the World Series. Uh, we have the Rays and the Dodgers, which isn't, um, as of recording this, we've only had one game played. Um, there will be another one played tonight. So by the time you're hearing this, the Dodgers will either be up 2-0 or it'll be tied 1-1. Um, Dodgers are were a huge favorite coming in. They're still a huge favorite after the first game. And, you know, this this World Series, it just seems like it's going to be over in five or six games, probably with the Dodgers winning. It feels like it would just be so much better if the Astros were there. It feels like it would be getting way more eyes on it, way more people would talking about it. This kind of doesn't even feel like the World Series, how it is right now, you know. Um, I saw a stat today. Mookie Betts is making like $27 million this year, and the entire Rays organization, if you add up all their contracts, is like 28 and a half. So the fact that, that is just insane, you know, Dodgers are – one of the highest paid teams out there and they just basically bought this ring but you know whatever i feel like if they do somehow end up losing this though you got a question um are the dodgers kind of in that buffalo bills territory you know the buffalo bills um losing four straight super bowls does the you know the dodgers this will be their third loss in four years i mean does that i feel like that would have to be so they definitely need this one it'll be nice you know kershaw as much as i don't really like him it'll be nice to see him if he can you know finally pull one out and win uh, moving on, over the weekend, we had a boxing match, um, and the main event was all right, you know. Um, but one fight that just kind of struck me, you know, I'm not a huge boxing fan, but Edgar Berlaga, which I'm probably Berling, I don't Linga, I don't know how you say his name. I definitely messed that up. But he won in the first round with a KO, taking him to 15-0 on his career, and he has 15 first-round knockouts. I thought this was absolutely insane. That is, I mean, I don't know how you do that, but congrats to him on another knockout in the first round. It's just absolutely insane. Um, coming up this weekend, we have UFC 254, um, Khabib versus Justin Gaethje in the main event. Um, the main card actually is starting at 2 p.m. Eastern because they're um over in Abu Dhabi. So make sure you stayed up early or get up early for that. You know the prelims. I think it was starting at like 9 or 10 a.m. Eastern, something like that. So it's gonna be an early fight. Uh, Khabib comes into this fight um as a big favorite, minus 320. Um, Justin Gacy, I've seen him around around 280, somewhere in there. And, you know, this is going to be a big title fight. Um, they, I saw him taking pictures, you know, for uh, promotion today. And Justin Gacy, you know, they were hold, both holding their belts. And Gacy, you know, gave his bag. He's like, I don't want this interim belt. I'm going to win the real thing. So it'll definitely be a fight. Probably 
best fight we've had all year, you know. We've had a couple fights that have hoped to live up to that, you know. Earlier in early in the year, we had uh, Cerrone versus McGregor, which was not a good fight at all. You know, John Jones had a pay per view there. I don't even remember all the pay per views to be honest. Um, but I think this will be the return of Khabib will probably be one of the biggest fights of the year. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the UFC 254 preview. Um, college football news we got this week: the Big Ten and the Mountain West conferences are back. Um, so yeah huge slate of football games this weekend you know it was actually looking through all the games it was the last couple of weeks has been like oh man what do we got um you know you got to do quite a bit of research you know researching these teams these now we got big teams coming back um but one thing that's kind of interesting to me mountain west and the big 10 they didn't you know since they're starting so late they don't have any potential bye weeks in their schedules for potential rescheduling which is crazy in a year like this um and we already have a cancellation in the mountain west new mexico versus colorado state uh, that game is going to be canceled and not rescheduled. Um, and both of it will go down to no, no contest for that. So that's just kind of, it raises the question, you know, what are we doing here? We need, I feel like a little bit of leading to would have been better. So it's going to be weird to see. I mean, the Mount West isn't a huge conference, but a, a big team game is bound to get canceled at some point. So it'll be interesting to see if it is a big team like Ohio State, what happens to them come playoff time. So that's just something to keep an eye on. Um, and also Alabama, Georgia, we saw that over this past weekend. It was a pretty good game. You know, Alabama kind of took it away at the end, but we have a really good chance, especially with scheduling flaws like that, you know, with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten starting late, you know, the Big 12 not really having a playoff contender. We have a chance to see Alabama, Georgia three times this year. Well, almost definitely, unless one of them comes up and loses a crazy game for some reason, uh, we'll almost definitely see them in the SEC championship. And if Georgia wins that game, I think it would be very hard for the College football playoff committee did not put one loss Alabama and one loss Georgia both into the college football playoffs. Um, and kind of the last little bit of college football news, just a little bit of tidbit. Kansas running back Puka Williams has officially opted out of the season. Um, it's been be closer to his mother who is um, sick. You know, that's kind of it sucks for him. Um, he was definitely a good player. I think he'll still be a pretty high NFL pick, you know. I don't know about first round because running backs aren't really going in the first round. I mean, it definitely could be, but I probably a second uh, day at least, you know, second or third round there. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, that Kansas team, I mean, it's not like, not like anything's going on. Les Miles, you know, hasn't even got a win this year. They looking like old Kansas. So not huge news, but definitely something to talk about. Um, and finally moving on to, before we get into our picks, moving on to the NFL news for the week. Uh, we got um, a little bit about the <laughs> NFC East. Um, definitely looking like the worst conference in the league. You know, they got five wins <laughs> over five weeks combined. Um, it's just not good. You know, Cowboys have two wins leading the division. Um, and I, if it's looking like we're going to have, you know, it's the joke. It's looking like we're going to have probably the worst team ever to make the playoffs. You know, I don't know how it wouldn't be. I think seven wins the record, but you know, there's a chance now graded pretty low, but uh, one of these teams could end up making it with four wins. Um, you know, excluding ties, obviously. I mean, obviously if they were to, Every all their teams were to tie the rest of their games, the Cowboys would make it with two. Um, but that's just something to keep an eye on. Um, Miami Dolphins. Dua Tagovailoa is now the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, um, benching over or benching Ryan Fitzpatrick, him starting over. Two, you know, had two uh, completion, two attempts for two completions um, in that Jets game, which you know just garbage time it was kind of whatever. But it, it raises the question: Why? Why now? You know. Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, maybe didn't have the greatest first couple weeks, but after a, a crazy win over the 49ers, you know, he looked perfect in that game. 
Um, and you know, the Jets, it's like if you were going to put two in now, why not start them against the Jets? You know, it's the worst team in the league. You have nothing to lose against putting them in against the Jets. Um, so I'm just, I'm questioning the decision now. I've always been, you know, if you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round, you kind of got two options. Either you're drafting because you need one, you're going to start him right away, you know, like we've seen with like Kyler Murray and uh, stuff like that in the past. Or you're going to take a more relaxed approach and you're going to wait and let him learn under someone like, you know, Aaron Rodgers learning under Brett Favre or Pat Mahomes learning under Alex Smith. And you're going to sit him a year and then you're going to bring him in and see what they do then or sit him a couple years. But I just I don't understand the idea of bringing when you bring quarterbacks in and week three or week four, or week five. It's like, what are we doing? It's like, for example, I'm a Cardinals fan. And when we brought in we had Sam Bradford starting um, the 2018 season. And we bring in two and a half games into the season. You know, we pay Sam Bradford $13 million to play two and a half games. And then we bring Josh Rosen in to start. It's like, well, I get it. I mean, Josh Rosen's whatever. But if you're going to play him his rookie year, you might as well start him week one. You know, there's nothing to lose. What? Who cares if a rookie quarterback only wins four or five games in their first year? It doesn't matter. No one's going to blame him for that. So I just, I don't quite get the whole wait until now to put two in. Um, and a little bit more, um, it'll be interesting to see, um, kind of coaching changes. If any of these, <laughs> what happens to some of these NFC East coaches, like, you know, Mike McCarthy, Ron Rivera, you know, big names that have been, <laughs> been head coaches, you know, and have had some level of success in the past. You know, Mike McCarthy with a, at one and winning the Super Bowl as a head coach, um, Ron Rivera, um, with that Super Bowl 50 appearance, but it's just like, what are we doing? Um, and the fact that Adam Gase hasn't been fired yet, you know, everyone's saying it. That'll just be another interesting thing to look at, um, what the kind of the coaching carousel looks like. So without further ado, that's enough talking about the news. Let's get a little bit into college football picks for the weekend. Um, as always, we're going to start out with a couple of leans, um, mainly because some of these leans we'll kind of talk about here. First one, we got Rutgers versus Michigan State. Michigan State uh, minus 13 and a half in this one. Um, a game is at 12 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Um, and the real reason I'm kind of staying off of this game, I do like Michigan State in this game. You know, last year they shut out Rutgers 27 to zero. Um, Rutgers only got 140 yards in that game. And, you know, Michigan State is looking to bounce back this year under Mel Tucker. Um, and I think the biggest key to this game for Michigan State, they really need to get an early lead and just keep it the whole game. That's kind of their, their key to victory, their key to covering this big spread. Um, but it's just kind of, you know, first game of the season. I don't really want to be laying 13 and a half points on a team with a new head coach that I haven't seen in a year with a limited offseason. So I'm just going to kind of stay off that one. But I do like Michigan State in that. But I am just going to hold off. Um, secondly, we got we got Southern Miss versus Liberty, minus 11, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff on Saturday. Um, I do like Liberty again this week. You know, I am going to lay off of it just because at 11 is kind of a lot, and I don't really... I don't know what to think of this Liberty team. You know, I see him play and go um, put up a nice point on Syracuse. But the Southern Miss team, um, you know, one and three on the season, you know, 124 rushing yards per game, one turnover um, a game. While Liberty, you know, 250 rushing yards a game and uh, 0.75 turnovers. Um, but a big problem for this Liberty team, and especially watching that Syracuse game, it wasn't a horrible in the Syracuse game, but 6.75 penalties a game for 63 and a half yards. Southern Miss, on the other hand, has been pretty good at limiting penalties. Uh, only four penalties a game. 29.25 yards so um i do like liberty but i'm gonna go ahead and lay off of this one and the last lean uh that we got i just noticed that all the leans are favorites again um which um looking back at last week's leans i don't remember exactly but they didn't 
it would have really hurt <laughs> the college football. So I guess it was good that I had him as leans and not as picks. Um, but yeah, this last lean, we got Law Tech uh, minus two and a half at UTSA. It's a late game, 8.20, Eastern, 8:20 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Um, Law Tech comes into this game. They're seven to one in their last eight games. You know, they're three and two this season, two and three on the spread. Um, you know, they're averaging 33 points a game. But UTSA, especially against like BYU, they did not look bad. You know, they're only averaging 29 points a game. Um, and one thing that it's really hurting this UTSA team, UTSA team, um, is their penalties, eight penalties a game for 79.4 yards. Well, Law Tech's doing a little bit better at 5.5 penalties a game for 46.5 yards. Um, so yeah, Law Tech, I do think the two and a half, but you know, on the road, you never know, um, what something like this is going to look like. So I'm just going to lean off of this one, um, and keep that as a lean. So moving on to the official um college football plays of the weekend we got an early game in the sec auburn versus ole miss ole miss comes is uh plus three in this game um this game is set to kick off at 12 uh, p.m eastern on saturday um auburn's looked all right this year two and two on the season uh one and three against the spread but you know they really their offense has been slow they haven't been able to put up points only averaging 21.67 points per game ole miss on the other hand um, putting up 41.67 points a game. Now, yeah, Ole Miss defense is not the greatest, you know, letting up, you know, more yards and stuff. Well, Auburn, you know, only uh, 328.67 yards a game. Ole Miss, 573 yards a game. And I think Lane Kiffin just has the lane train rolling in the right direction. Got this Ole Miss team looking great. Um, and, yeah, I think they're just, they're, they're just moving the ball way better. They get way more yards on per play. Granted, this Auburn team, you know, it's going to put up a little more, more of a fight on defense than some of the teams they have played. But I really, you know, they were able to um, hang on with Florida and, you know, they were able to play tough. You know, they are one and three and, you know, not the greatest of records. But I do think they, they come out uh, victorious in this game and definitely cover, not cover, but, you know, with them getting uh, three points in this one, I definitely like Ole Miss plus three. Second college football game of the day. We got Virginia plus 12 and a half versus Miami. Um, this is the late game, 8 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Virginia comes into this game one and three on the season, um, covering this or yeah, two and two against the spread. While Miami four and one on the season and four and one against the spread. Miami's only lost there and lost against the spread. Coming uh, against Clemson, um, Virginia, you know, looking pretty good. Um, 285 passing yards a game. While Miami only 229 uh, and a half passing yards a game. One thing that Virginia has done really well is holding on to the football, you know, that time of possession, 33 uh, minutes and 15 seconds time of possession a game. Miami, not quite as good, 26 uh, minutes, 28 seconds time of possession a game. Another thing, Virginia really hasn't really limited their penalties, four penalties a game for 35.33 yards. Uh, Miami, 9.25 penalties for 82 yards, 82.75 yards. And Miami, you know, they definitely looked good against UAB and against Florida State. But when they went and played Clemson, they just didn't look near as good. They really struggled to do anything. You know, their touchdowns were hard to come by. They weren't doing anything. And I really think they're just going to keep struggling. Um, I do like Virginia, especially getting 12 and a half in this game. I think that is way too high of a spread for this game. I think it should be, you know, down closer to a touchdown, um, maybe 10. But, you know, 12 and a half, definitely taking Virginia in this one. Moving on. <clears throat> Last college football play of the game day <laughs> cincinnati versus smu smu is two and a half point favorites in this one this game um, kicks off at 9 p.m eastern on saturday 
Cincinnati comes into this game undefeated at 3-0 and 1-2 against the spread. SNU also comes into this game undefeated at 5-0 and 3-2 against the spread. Um, one thing about SMU, they've done a great job of moving the ball. 563.2 yards a game. Cincinnati, on the other hand, not terrible, but 396 yards a game. Um, and that's also, SMU has not only been able to move the ball, but be able to turn that into points with 42.6 points per game. Cincinnati, on the other hand, 35.67. Um, and one thing that I really like about this SMU team is being able to not, you know, lose possession, to not make mistakes, not turn the ball over. Only 1.2 turnovers per game, while Cincinnati 2.33 turnovers a game. And, you know, this SMU team, it's hard to see exactly what they look like, you know, playing in somewhat of a primetime game last week um, on Friday. But I really do like this SMU team um, coming into this game, and I'm going to be taking SMU minus two and a half in this one. All right, that about wraps up the college football slate for the weekend. Moving on to the NFL picks. The first game we got on the card is the Panthers plus seven and a half versus the Saints. Panthers come into this game three and three and three and three on this uh, against the spread. Saints come into this game three and two and two and three against the spread. And even though the Panthers, you know, definitely struggled um, last weekend. They haven't been playing bad all year. You know, on the road, they got 388.66 yards per game. Um, well, the Saints at home are only getting 358.67 yards a game. Um, another big thing for this Panthers team, they've been able to get per play the yardage, you know, 598 yards per play. Saints only 582 yards a play. Um, and, you know, seven and a half in this game, if you can definitely over that touchdown, this Panthers team is not bad. Teddy Bridgewater has them moving. They didn't look the greatest against the Bears, but you know that doesn't doesn't necessarily reflect the whole season. Um, and both these teams kind of have similar penalties. You know, Panthers have got six point five penalties a game. Saints got six point six. But the big thing is the yardage on those penalties. Um, Saints only giving up fifty six point three three yards, um, while the Saints are or the Panthers only giving up fifty six point three three yards, while the Saints are giving up ninety one point six yards. So you know this Panthers team, while they don't have everything put together, you know they're not the team that they want to be. In a, um, definitely with Matt Rule there, you know, and Teddy Bridgewater, this team is going to be contending in years to come, and I really like them in this game, plus seven and a half. Um, next game on the card, we got the Lions versus the Falcons. The Falcons are minus two in this one. Um, Falcons got their first win. Um, they're taking them to one and five. They're also two and four against the spread. Lions on their hand come in this game, two and three, and two and three against the spread. Uh, the Falcons have, you know, even though Dan Quinn's fired, the Falcons have done a great job moving the ball this year. 402.5 yards per game. Um, Lions only got 283.4 yards per game. And one big thing that is Lions, this Lions team has really been struggling with is their time of possession. This Lions team has only possessed the ball for 23 minutes and 4 seconds out of the game, which is very low um, in the NFL, Falcons, pretty average, you know, 30 minutes and 58 seconds, about right at half the game. But, you know, this Lions team has not been able to play, uh, not been able to get their defense off the field, you know. They've been in long drives and stretching out games. And, you know, they've both teams have done a decent job, you know, not turning the ball over. The Lions only have .8 turnovers a game. Uh, Falcons got .83 turnovers a game. But, you know, this Falcons team... And both these teams got something to play for. But this Falcons team, without Dan Quinn, you know, they definitely got something to prove, you know. They're kind of sitting in the last place. They're in the um, NFC um, NFC South. So, you know, I really like this Falcons team minus two in this game. Um, so, yeah, that's my play for this game, Falcons minus two. 
And the last game we got of the day, Sunday Night Football, Buccaneers versus the Raiders. The Raiders are plus three and a half in this game. Um, Buccaneers got a huge win um, last week against the Packers. Um, four, they're four and two on the season, three and three against the spread. The Raiders are three and two on the season, three and two against the spread. You know, the Buccaneers got to travel all the way across the country, come to Vegas to play this game, you know, especially after that beat down on the Packers. Um, so who knows how rested they're going to be with that travel and that city and, you know, the Packers and everything. Um, and the Raiders, on the other hand, you know, great win over Kansas City uh, two weeks ago. You know, they had a bye week this last week, so they're going to be rested, you know, getting that home game after the bye. It's always a big thing, especially when you're playing a team that has to come all the way across the country. And the Raiders have also been playing damn good. They have 399 yards per game, while the Buccaneers only getting 358.17 yards a game. Um, and one thing that the Buccaneers, well, they kind of corrected it in this last Packers game, but their penalties have just been killing them this year. You know, seven penalties a game for 600, sorry, for 68.33 yards, while the Raiders 5.4 penalties for 43.6 yards. So yeah, if the Buccaneers can fix that, I think they'll do all right. But you know, this Raiders team has definitely has something to prove in that plus three and a half spread. I don't know that they're going to be contending for the NFC or the AFC West or anything. But you know, this Raiders team definitely is not not the worst team in the league. You know, Marcus Mariota um, activated. They do have some COVID concerns, but you know, um, every team's kind of got those. It's kind of hard to really look at that. But yeah, my play for this game um, is the Raiders plus three and a half. Um, and that about wraps it up as far as picks go for the weekend. Um, so yeah, I guess that about wraps up the podcast for this week. Um, as always, make sure you head over to hottipbets.com. Um, look at the computer model picks up there. You know, I got picks for all the games of the World Series. Um, I think I liked the Dodgers in game one, games one and two, or game one last night. I liked the Dodgers. I likes the Dodgers um, again tonight in game two. It's going to have college football picks for this huge slate we got, you know, for all of these uh uh, big 10 games and whatnot um as well as it's gonna have you know picks always got for nfl and you know it'll have once college basketball gets up here it'll have that and you know nba nhl all of that um also make sure you're, you're following me on twitter and instagram at hot tip bets chris make sure you're following the hot tip bets account on twitter instagram facebook tiktok you know youtube all the um, links down below at, in the podcast and in the description and yeah Oh, and one more thing. If you are, you know, make sure you make sure you hit that subscribe button on the podcast. It does really help me out, whether you're on um, Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify or if you're watching this video form on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe. Make sure you hit that follow. Uh, make sure you're downloading episodes. It definitely helps me out um, as far as all that goes. And, yeah, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Hot Tip Bets podcast, and I will see you all next week.